It's news time with award-winning newsman extraordinaire, Kevin James. Chinese woman stopped for driving bumper car on the highway. Am I the only one who realizes that this story isn't news? It's not news. It's Kevin's news. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Kevin James. Kevin. News is brought to you by the YMCA, Kev. Well, boys, let's uh, travel back in time, shall we? Jump in our little time machine here and go back to the 80s. Are you ready to do 1980s? I hope hope you're both ready. Okay. I'm there. We are going to talk. First, let me give you a little history before the 80s, if that's okay. Before the 80s? Just simply about one of these, uh, this business called Domino's Pizza. Ever heard of it? (laughs) Maybe a little. Domino's Pizza, which now officially has the coolest new building in Spokane of any restaurant. The one downtown on 3rd, it looks like the coolest thing, and I don't know that it's really been allowed to be open all the way yet because of COVID, but it's like a two-story building. Really? It looks super cool. It's right next door to the McDonald's. Either one of you seen this building? I have not. I have not, KJ. Oh, guys, it's impressive looking. I don't know why it looks so cool. It's got big glass windows, and it's just, it looks very fancy. Are both floors for the pizza place? Or is it, I think so. Is yeah, that I, real? Does it have a wood-looking, woodwork, wood wood siding kind of look to it? Wood, or is maybe. This... Uh, I remember glass. Uh, then again, I'm. don't quote me on it. I just know the building looks cool. Oh, wow. I mean, and I drove by it and thought, that, that looks way too yeah, cool no, for a Domino's. It usually looks fancy if that's the one I'm looking at. You don't think of Domino's as a place to ever go into, but some that's a good question. The upstairs may be for something else, but I think mm. it's for Domino's. But let's talk 1986 through 1995. That is when Domino's rolled out a mascot. Do we all remember the Noid? Oh, yeah. Ooh, not a mascot, Kevin. What's an that? Enemy. Not a mascot. It's an true. enemy. That's the Noid true. was well, not a mascot. Wasn't. The Noid was the enemy of Domino's. He was a mascot known a as as a he was the anti-hero. The villain. He was the yeah, villain. He, he was the villain. villain. Yeah, yeah, he was not good. He, he was not. Did the he mascot. not keep trying to bad. steal your pizza. pizza? Yeah, he was a pizza stealer. Yeah, I mean, it was just like they, Still He's, refer to him as a mascot, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Mascot has such a warm, fuzzy feeling right, to it. Yeah, I mean, you but know, it doesn't seem right to even Spike call him the bulldog a does not try to steal the basketball. So because this, this was like my most favorite fam, favorite press release of the week. It's been my favorite press release in a while. Domino's announcement of, as they said, the oldest and most famous villain, or Domino's oldest and most famous villain as opposed to all the other villains of Domino's. <laughs> right. It is interesting that they went with this concept. The whole idea was 1960, Tom and James Monahan purchased a failing pizza shop known as Dominic's. Oh. This is in uh, eastern Michigan. It was just it was on a campus in east, eastern Michigan and they bought the place for 900 bucks. A year later, shop was still struggling. They were going to get out of the pizza business, and then they decided, let's try something different. Let's become the first people that like start delivering pizza, and then 
let's start promising that we will deliver that pizza in under 30 minutes. And that is where Domino's took off. As we know, that is what made Domino's so famous. And then they just decided in 1984, you know what we need to do? We need to have a bad guy Mm -hmm. who tries to stop the pizzas from being delivered within 30 minutes. So they got together with claymation legend Will Vinton, the guy behind the California Raisins, and said, can you create a character for us that will basically challenge... He'll be the physical manifestation of all the challenges inherent to getting a pizza delivered in 30 minutes or less. <laughs> I mean, they kind of like the concept of it. The it fact was, that they made it... Uh, look, we've invented yeah. a delivery because when they first did the 30 minutes or less thing, that was big. I mean, that... Oh, Let's face I, it, you couldn't cook one at home in that time. I remember it so vividly, going to my Aunt Penny and Uncle Greg's place in Cheney. They were both in college, and we went there, my brother and I. And they were like, do you want to order a pizza and see if we can get it here in 30 minutes or less? And we're like, what? Yeah, We're from cool. Harrington. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that sounds amazing. And then they got there in like 33 minutes. My Uncle Greg, who's like the nicest man in the world, is like, hey, sorry, but you're a couple minutes late. And the guy's like, yeah, no, I know, absolutely. Uh, It's free. (laughs) And that was it. And and I just remember thinking, this is the greatest concept ever. And the Noid became a very popular figure for 10 years of advertising. The Noid has a little bit of trouble in his history though did you know that 22 year old kenneth lamar noid oh no walked into a domino's pizza in georgia clutching a 357 magnum revolver kenny noid what are you doing he took two employees hostage for more than five hours he ordered a pizza and he ate it Luckily, no one was hurt during the ordeal. Noid was apprehended and charged with kidnapping, aggravated assault, and theft. Uh, He had a whole bunch of demands that he wanted, $10,000, a getaway car, all of this. The reason why, according to police, Noid had become convinced that the pizza chain's marketing campaign had been aimed directly at him. (laughs) Wow. He was having an ongoing feud in his mind about the Noid commercials, and thought the ads were to mock him. It uh, made him crazy. Unfortunately, his life ended sadly. Uh, he had some mental issues, and it never got fixed. And the Noid, because of that, they, they just stopped using the Noid. They brought it back in 2011 for a brief moment for a Facebook game, and now they say the Noid is back. It will be returning, and now it will be trying to stop the robot delivery cars. I don't know what the actual names of those things are, but you know, they're trying to do more of the driverless deliveries of pizza and they are kicking it off and they are going to have the Noid come back a new completely remade Noid. He looks pretty fancy now compared to what he used to look like and he will be back and he will be trying to shut things down and he's going to be in video games. Slim, is that correct? He's going to be in the Crash Bandicoot on the run game. Excuse me? He's going to be on Crash Bandicoot's on the run. Okay, so he's just mixed into an already game. It's not the annoyed game. It's just him being mixed into a game that already exists. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. Okay. Big, big, big news. Big news for the Noid. That's a big game. So he'll be on video games. He'll be back in commercials. And he will be trying to thwart the efforts of driverless yeah. deliveries. Uh, he's already back. He's in commercials now. Yeah, he, they, and, they've been running the heck out of it. Got and to the avoid the Noid, Kevin. From this Domino's person who br- decided to bring the Noid back. After 35 years of practice in avoiding the Noid, we're pretty confident we know how to defeat it. Yeah, stop making it. <laughs> it is kind of weird. <laughs> that that Domino's made a character, put it back out, and then it's like, hey, guys, but the good news is we know how to defeat it. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, you made it. Yeah. You made the thing. By the way, these little cars that they have, the little robot cars that deliver the pizza, they are oh, real cool. Yeah, they're cool. Kevin, they are, they are the Neuro's Autonomous uh, uh, yes, Neuro's autonomous vehicles. Very interesting. Yeah, they are definitely cool. I have not seen the Noid commercials. Then again, not a big surprise. I also have not seen <laughs> the Wheel of Fortune's new setup. So <laughs> You mean the new setup from eight years ago? Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm not really sure that I should have an opinion on anything that has to do <laughs> with know. television. Yeah, right. I saw, you know, those cars are amazing. They are, they're really, really cool. I think yeah, I will freak cool. out if I see it on the road a little oh, bit. Oh, for sure. Um, and also, how long would it be until somebody jumps in there? They've got them locked I, up, right? You I can't don't think they in. have doors. Well, the pizza people can put them in. Well, yeah, because it just slides up. They put the pizzas and then they close yeah, the door. It's like a DeLorean. It flips open yeah. like a DeLorean the door, door the, so that you can mm-hmm. get the pizza out. That's it. So I don't think anyone will be jumping in there unless you want to get burnt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Slim. It'll be funny. The first guy who does it, like, you know, it's, it's the employee. And instead of putting the pizza in there, he or he wants to, like, oh, uh, my fiance or my girlfriend ordered a pizza. I'm going to jump in there. And then when she opens it with the code, I'm going to jump out. Surprise, will you marry me? Bad it's idea? Pretty, it's pretty cool, right, that there is a car that delivers the pizza to your house. There's no driver, whatever. So cool. But you still... You got to go out and get it. Yeah, you got to walk out to the curb. <sighs> you got to be kidding the, me, right? <laughs> that's part of the problem, right? Of like, that's one of the greatest reasons to get something delivered is, is that it just comes right to your door. So you want a you don't robot have to put shoes on to to not no. only drive to your house. You want a robot arm to go 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 gadget arm it all the way to your door. I'm much like the Noid. I don't believe in shutting down the job of pizza delivery boy. Or girl. I do want pizza delivery person, though, at some point to transition into droid operator. Yes, that okay. would be cool. Yeah. So they just droid, or drone operator, excuse me. So they right. just drone yeah. it to your house, drop it off on your front door, and then they Thank fly you. that bad boy back to, to HQ. <laughs> the Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Over sideways and under on a magic carpet ride. Take it away. Kevin James. A whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> a dazzling place I never knew. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. It's a listener letter. You wrote it down. We picked it up and we're reading it now. Gonna find out if we can help at all. And we're gonna see if you can help with your calls. It's gonna be fun and it's gonna be great. So let's get to it. No need to wait. It's a listener letter, don't you know? And we're reading it here on the Jay and Kevin Show. All right, Kev. Dear Jay and Kevin, please leave this one anonymous. I'm 30 and when I was about to give up on finding love, 
I found the most amazing and kind man. However, his grammar is so incredibly poor. I actually get embarrassed when he speaks. It's that bad. He's not dumb, but he's just not sophisticated, and when he speaks, it makes him sound stupid. It's driving me crazy. Is it something that I can get over? How can you even tell a person something like this? I hate myself, but I almost feel like it's a deal breaker. How incredibly terrible am I? All right, 4410999 is the phone number. You can text him in at 434-8623 on the Hazard Fabworks text line, or you can just comment on our Facebook page. I always find it interesting when the letter ends with how incredibly terrible am I, or people want to know how well, terrible they are, because then people will say the first thing they say, like on the text line, they'll say, you're terrible. <laughs> yes, they can. I mean, the fact that you are feeling like you're terrible probably means you're terrible. I find but it interesting. Are... How did you find out he was an amazing and kind man? Because usually if something's as obvious as grammar because you hear it, you know, as you're meeting someone, if it bothered you that much, it's weird that you got to the point where you thought he was amazing and kind. Do like I you were I... over it for a, like you must have been able to get past it in the initial meetings. Right. Like he initially was when it was just a t- here's my guess, Jay. Maybe it was just the two of them at first, yeah, no, and sure. it was all fine, and then you start to get out around people that you're worried about what he sounds like, and now he sounds stupid, and you don't like that. Is it maybe that simple? Uh, sounds like it. Too worried about what everybody else thinks about you and your choices of who you're hanging out with. And we've all been around someone who doesn't speak you know, very well or whatever. And it can 26 be cringe- years, Kevin. That's how long it can be cringeworthy to- for sure. Yeah, I am not a great grammarist. <laughs> but I generally use most words, like simple stuff, pretty good. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I don't make huge, yeah, I try not to say I seen that or, you know. Pretty well, by the way. Pretty well. <laughs> what did I say, pretty good? I think it could be both. <laughs> Can it? It can be, but one of them's right. Is it not okay to say something's pretty good? Well, I speak it is, but pretty it's good? contextual. Yes. It's situational. It's like I and me. It's also become, you know, Kevin, an acceptable slang version of the correct way. You know what I mean? That one's such a small one that mo- most everybody lets it go. I do not speak pretty good. <laughs> I actually think this letter could be about me. <laughs> Did Judy write this? At, the, at this oh, point. Terrible. No. I'm with the, I'm with the writer of the letter. Judy didn't I, write it. I could not. I couldn't do it. I, I can have some friends who are like that. Yep. But I couldn't be in a long-term relationship where it's every day, all the time, you live with the person if they have a really bad grammar. For me, it would drive me crazy. But that's the great thing about this their world of ours. There's a lot of people, and there's tons of people who could handle it. And someone's going to score themselves a real good man. Or a real well man, depending on how he describes himself to them. But I <laughs> I couldn't do it. I could not do it. It would drive me insane. Well, I think so, that's I think- the thing. Deal breakers are deal breakers for the one person. It doesn't necessarily right. – you can't go, oh, is that a deal breaker? Well, if, if it's bothering you that much, then the answer is obviously yes. And it stinks because maybe he is a great guy, and you're thinking, well, he is a great guy, and why am I well, being so be shallow that I can't get over this? But – if it does really bother you, yeah. then you got to probably just be done with it because I don't know that it's one that you can completely fix. Yeah, I don't think it makes you a terrible person in any way to be picky about the person you're looking to spend a lot of time with. Right. 
And even if he's great to you and all these things, like if it's just not there, then I guess it's better to do it now than to string it on for a while because then you just become a terrible person. You don't want to do that. I mean, it's easy for people to just say, yeah, you're terrible. You're very shallow. But maybe you're just self-aware that, hey, look, that's just a thing for me. It bugs me. Sorry. But it's a deal breaker. Yeah, and there are a lot of people supporting that on, on Facebook who are just saying that, listen, if, if it you can't deal with it, it's not something that you're probably going to change. No. I don't think it's something that you can bring up either because that's going to be extremely offensive because it's probably just how he grew up or that's the environment that he was in and that's how he learned how to talk. And I don't – it's something that – it's not a him problem. It's a you problem. Yeah, is that, that, that a fair way but to say it? It's also a him problem. It, for sure, it's a him problem. Yeah, right? it's definitely a him problem. Also, but it's something that I don't know you're going to change from an adult. You know, I'm guessing is in his 30s or whatever. I mean, would you, son? Would you be able to bring it up to somebody? Oh, like man. Like your friends who don't speak good? Would you just say, hey, I, your, your grammar is terrible. Here, let's work on it. Yeah, I always correct my buddies who have their terrible grammatical issues. But they also give me a hard time about the things that I struggle with, which is plenty, too. I think that's kind of part of the fun of being friends with people, right? That's, that's kind of the fun thing with friends. It's different when it is a significant other. That's why, yeah. that's why I don't think with that it's as easy. Because with friends, it's su- it's super easy. Like our buddy Max, our buddy Max, he takes a beating from our friends because he is sometimes very bad with his grammar and mm-hmm. his typing in texts, and we bury him. But he buries us about all the things that we deserve to be buried about, and everyone is fine with it. Yeah, as Mark Twain once said, everyone is ignorant just about different things. Yeah, and and again with friends, I think that's easy to deal with. But with spouses, significant others, and stuff like that, that is a a, rough one. That is a slick slope. You're saying you don't want to be corrected by your spouse nonstop? (laughs) The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Uh, uh, No. Oh, Oh, dear. I think she's actually hurt. No, I think. Kevin James. They cut my beard and forced me to eat it. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9. Coyote Country. All right, let's do a little six truths, one lie, and it is exactly named appropriately because that's what you have to figure out, which ones are the truths, which one's the lie. And we're playing for a four-pack to Silverwood for Mother's Day weekend. Very fun prize. 4410999. But let's hear exactly what we're dealing with first. Six truths, one lie. Okay, Slim. I went through... The news over the last two weeks, and I went through all the trending topics, the weird trending stories that hit TikTok and Twitter, and I found seven of them. Well, I found six of them. And I'm going to relay them to you. Six of these stories have happened in the last two weeks and are true. One of them I made up. You have to spot the line. We start with this. A 220-pound dog named Galahad is the heaviest dog ever up for adoption in England. A family buys a house from pictures alone and finds a secret room thanks to a window visible from the outside of the house they couldn't find on the inside. A college student survived for seven days on hot sauce and sugar packets alone to prove a point. (laughs) Grandparents tell their daughters, uh, grandparents tell their daughter that she needs to put some more effort into dressing her kids if they are going to visit the grandparents. (laughs) 
A lady used her divorced her recently divorced husband's credit card for to buy a 100 excuse me. A lady used her recently divorced husband's credit card to buy a $1,100 crystal folding chair you wear like a purse. A man defended his actions after being asked by a pregnant lady to give up his bus seat by saying, "It's not my fault you decided to have a baby." A man in a bear suit is walking 400 miles from Los Angeles to San Francisco and has raised $7,000 for charity. Wow. Okay, those are great. So 4410999, you're basically just trying to figure out which one of these stories is not true. And maybe you've heard of some. These have been in the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. They've been popular on the internet. So there's a couple that maybe you've heard of. A little research. Never hurt nobody. (laughs) Jane Kevin Show. Hello. Hey, good morning. All right. Which one of these do you think is not true? So in other words, which one of those is a lie? Um, I'm going to go with the uh, divorced lady with the thing around her. uh, $1,100 folding purse, basically, I think it was. Is that right? Right. It is the dumbest looking thing I've ever seen. It is unfortunately a very true story. <laughs> the, I mean, it, it's it made its rounds huge this week because you could buy it on, let's see, Farfetch oh. is the site you could get it from, and I believe for a while it was on the Nordstrom website as well. Oh, Eleven hundred dollars. It is a ba- a little miniature metal looking folding chair. But it's bedazzled in crystals, $1,100. <laughs> oh, my. You wear it like a purse, but you can't fit anything in it. <laughs> well, money was so spent. Weird. All right. Well, sorry about that. 4410999. We're looking for the lie. Six used truths, her, one used, lie. Used her recently divorced husband's credit card to pay for it. What a gal. <laughs> I mean, oh, I love it. Hi, Jane Kevin Show. Hello? Oh, let me try this one. Uh, again, let me run them down for you real quick. Yes, sir. I'll try to get them quick. 220-pound dog named Galahad, up for adoption, the largest dog up for adop- adoption in England. Family buys a house on pictures alone, finds a secret room thanks to a window visible from the outside that they couldn't find from the inside. A college student survived for a week on hot sauce and sugar packets from a local coffee store, just to prove a point. Grandparents tell their daughter she needs to put more effort into dressing her kids if they're going to see the grandparents. A man defended his actions when asked to give up his bus seat to a pregnant lady by saying, it's not my fault you decided to have a baby. And a man in a bear suit is walking 400 miles from Los Angeles to San Francisco has raised $7,000 for charity. Hello, Jane. Kevin Show. Hi there. Hi. Which one of those do you think is the lie? I'm going to say the bear costume. (sighs) Unfortunately, Jesse Larios is very real, and he just for no reason, put on this ridiculously crazy-looking bear suit. It looks like a bobblehead. It's very cartoonish, the bear suit is. The head is enormous, and he apparently has some free time. He started walking from Los Angeles to San Francisco, (laughs) started a GoFundMe. It's at just over $7,000, and he said he's going to, when he gets to San Francisco, hold an online vote to determine where to donate the money. Oh, okay. Hey, I don't mind the raising for charity, yeah. but I feel like that's not the way to do it. Oh, we have an online he, vote. Yeah. Oh, people he, voted for me to keep it. He visits <sighs> gas stations for meals and to clean up. Is and he just sleeps inside crawl? the suit wherever he finds himself <laughs> at the end of the day. He's doing a bear crawl. Because if he's bear crawling, that is the what? most impressive yeah, thing yeah, I've ever Yeah, that heard. would be.
It's crazy. You need to, you need to Google it. You need to Google this story because it's ridiculous to see the costume he's in. Hello, Jane. Kevin show. Hello, sir. Which one do you think he's? Uh, which one of these do you think is a lie? I'm gonna go with uh, hot sauce and sugar packets because I think How? it's too deep ramen. Uh-oh. How do you like Silverwood, my friend? Because that one is absolutely the lie. As dumb as it sounds and as much as it sounds like a college kid thing to try to prove a point by surviving on hot sauce and sugar packets, that one is from the news store, the news site right here on my chair in my <laughs> studio. <laughs> What's your name, sir? Ryan. Hey, congratulations, man. You got Silverwood tickets, four of them. For Mother's Day weekend. Slim, I thought, yeah, yeah, you're right. I thought that one was going to be true for sure. I'm like, oh, yeah, every kid did that. I'll tell you where that stemmed from. That stemmed from our buddy Max, who in our our group thread I'm in, we're talking about a a question popped up this morning out of nowhere that just said, Mm -hmm. what is the most frequently consumed item in your house? And the answers were eggs, milk, Mm. coffee creamer, Kirkland applesauce pouches. (laughs) And then Max said hot sauce. And none of us believe that to be true. None of us believe that the number one most consumed item at Max's house is hot sauce. Yeah, that's... Uh, He's got three girls. I was going to say young kids. There's no, I mean, they're going through peanut butter, jam. Right, right. They're going through other things Milk, way more than hot sauce. Juice. <laughs> I believe yeah. Max to be a liar. Bread was on the list as well. I would ask you guys, I would ask everybody, take beverages out of it. Take milk and all that stuff yeah. out of it. What is the number one most consumed item in your home? Oh. Outside again of beverages. Uh, salad, probably. Just like salad. Yeah, it'd have to be salad. Like a specific salad mix or just like Yeah, a specific- just like that salad mix that I, I get that we discussed it last week. Organic girl. Yeah. Why do you have to giggle like that when you say organic girl? Because it's a dumb name for the salad. I think mine is pigs.